Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor and his friends give you sports betting tips. I'm your host, Professor Sides, and this college basketball episode covers select games scheduled to be played on Wednesday, December 21st, 2022. In case you didn't hear, check out the webpage on the banner. It's www.pickswiththeprofessor.com slash new for some explanations, goals, and community rules. As always, remember there are no locks in gambling. So what Sideline provides are loves, likes, and leans at its A, B, and C grades indicate its confidence level with respect to scaling wagers. As outlined in more detail on the webpage, I recommend playing the A-grade plays at one unit each. Plays we give out here at a half unit or additional half unit, though the A-plus play of the day gets an extra full unit because it's one that will count for both myself and my co-hosts. There are also picks given out on the website and Patreon plays of the day and Discord chat that I also recommend an extra half unit. And the compilation of all the recommended plays can be found both on BetStip and the Google Sheet. All the links are in the show description. That Google Sheet also contains a full set of projections and picks on every single game. And for early access to those picks that have already been released, hit up Patreon. That link is in the crawler below, also in the show description. It's also where you can access the Discord chat, which is the best place to get questions answered about these or other games, or just chat with us, ask us questions about whatever. But as always, take what you like and leave the rest. Lastly, please understand that good and bad variants will occur, so as much as we'd like to say will be profitable each and every day. That is an impossible reality for any gambler. Uh, cousin Jared, uh, the viewer cannot at home cannot see this, but you are boldly wearing a, an Aggies polo after their performance sitting against Wofford. I have to say that's a very bold choice on your part. I mean, I, I wore it through football season, so why would I change now? Uh, nothing I saw on the basketball court today would make me feel anything any worse than anything I saw on the football field this year. I, I have no rebuttal to that. It's very fair. Um, <laughs> it feels like uh, there's always drama with the uh, major Texas sports teams, yeah. uh, whether it's football, basketball, uh, whether it's your school or some of the other ones. There's there's always drama around this area. It seems like there 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 definitely is. I'm also waiting for us to hire an offensive coordinator. I assume it's going to be somebody who's coaching in a major bowl game since it hasn't yet been announced. Mm. Uh, but everybody is on, on pins and needles waiting for that. But this isn't the content that people came here for. Uh, uh, but I could give you guesses on who the offense coordinator is going to be, but that's that's not what this show is for. We maybe we'll talk about it on, on the next ball episode. I guess we can you, you can you give go. us your projections for that. All yeah. right. Well, before we get to these college basketball games here, some reminders: please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Also, if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free, and if you turn on notifications, you won't miss any of the college basketball, MLB, or college football content that this channel provides. I already mentioned the Patreon, but check it out if you haven't yet. Lots of great benefits to be found over there above and beyond what we do here. Membership starts at just $3 per month. www.patreon.com slash picks with the professor. But even if you're not there, we're still thrilled to have you here. Let's get right to it. All on screen, see a better line. Send up link in the show description. Current as of the time of this recording on Tuesday night. Um, over like 20 some odd A grade plays here for this Wednesday slate. There's over 70 games. There's a lot of good things on the board, a lot to parse through. The A plus play of the day, the favorite of the ones that we both like. We're going to count this game for each of our records. 7 p.m. Central, North Dakota State is traveling to St. Thomas. St. Thomas is laying at six points. We're going to lay the six. Sideline says it should be eight. We are seven and three backing St. Thomas, zero oh and two fading them, which means they're nine and three against the number. I don't really see any reason why that stops against a pretty bad North Dakota State team, who we are seven and one fading. We're also two and one backing them. So for the most part, the models had a pretty good read 
uh, on these two teams and has played them pretty well. Uh, gives me full confidence here. I love backing him at a number like six. I always talk about six is a great number to back a favorite at. You know, up to seven is usually okay. Once you get above seven, it gets a little dicier, but you can oftentimes get to six or seven with fouls. So I think it's a, a good spot to back the better team at home at a great number. It's a perfect setup for me because, Jared, why is it a good one for you? Well, he took, took the words right out of my mouth with saying St. Thomas is 9-3 against the spread. Uh, that, that's just a team that the number hasn't quite caught up to as well. On the flip side of that, North Dakota State is uh, 1-8 against the spread in their last nine games. Uh, they've only actually covered three games this season, and two of those were early season games where they were getting over 20 points against teams like Arkansas and, and Kansas. If, if you look at games where you know North Dakota State has gotten less than uh, 20 points, you know again, they, they've only covered one of those games. They are just not a good team. They're, they're three and ten. They might actually be a little worse than what their record indicates. So uh, I agree with you. Uh, laying six points with St. Thomas here is is a blessing. I think this North Dakota State team is really bad. Yeah, both these teams play almost no defense. The difference is, and, and North Dakota State's defense might be a little bit better. It's not really saying much. The difference yeah. is St. Thomas actually has a really good offense, and North Dakota State doesn't have a good offense. They'll, they'll score because St. Thomas will give up points to high school offense probably, but yeah. um, big discrepancy. St. Thomas offense is by far the best unit on the court, and that should be enough to get them over this number, especially at home as well, which will take us to the best of the rest of the A plays. We've got four games in this segment, two that you like, two that I like. We're going to start off with a little afternoon delight here. 1 p.m. Central, Lafayette and LaSalle. Lafayette's getting eight and a half points in this one. Sideline says it should be about seven. Models overestimated both teams by about two or three points per game, so it's not really biased one direction or the other. These two teams are pretty similar, to be honest. Both of them, not really a good offense, not really a great defense. Uh, LaSalle, probably a little bit better of a team and at home, but the question is, are they better enough, uh, plus home court, to win by eight and a half or more? Because, Jared, the model doesn't think so. You don't think so. Tell us why you like Lafayette plus eight and a half. People, I'm not here to give you good basketball games to watch. I'm here to give you winners, and this is not a game that you want to watch. Mm -hmm. But what I can tell you is that Lafayette is 6-0 against the spread this season when they are dogs of eight points or more, getting eight and a half points right here. Uh, it, literally, you just mentioned in the last game that we broke down, when you're laying seven points or more, it gets a little dicey. That's kind of outside the range of uh, when people might start fouling, adding more points to the board. So uh, I, I think this is a good – spot for for Lafayette I just think that the eight and a half points is just just a smidge too much for a LaSalle team that I'm not quite impressed with and again when Lafayette's been underdogs at this number they, they've covered all six times this season so uh, I hold your nose and, and play this one and I again wouldn't recommend that you watch it though Afternoon basketball. There's a lot of afternoon games here on your Wednesday. If you're if you're fortunate enough to be off of work, you know you, you know hopefully you can watch some of the better games maybe at this time slot. Or if you're at work, you know keep whatever random games on the ESPN Plus at, at, up at the office or at your home office or wherever you may be uh, if you have that ability. But yeah, this is of all the afternoon games, not one that's going to be pretty by any stretch of the imagination. Um, kind of to your point there, uh, cousin Jared uh, Lafayette five and two when. Uh, when we have picked them. So they've done us really well and two and one fading them. So again, we've had a pretty good read on them for the most part. And LaSalle really hasn't been a covering machine as they've actually lost more times against the number than not. So uh, yeah, just too many, too many points here. Uh, Sideline says to get about seven. If this was, we'll talk about that, you know, I don't like the phrase you're playing numbers, not teams. I was like thinking, but you're playing numbers and teams, right? It's both, right? right? You, you can't ignore And I get the, the sentiment of what they're saying. I just think it's not said as explicitly and clearly as we mean. Like the teams matter, but also the number matters too. 
If this is LaSalle minus four, absolutely like lay the four points, right? But that's yeah. not a situation that we're getting here because I do think LaSalle, a little bit better team at home, probably can win, but it's like winning by this many. There's a lot of ways they win by, you know, something that's that's eight or less. Yeah. And yep. so a good spot to take the dog here in the afternoon. Speaking of good dogs, to take 6 p.m. Central. I'm going to give you this one here, Murray State plus seven at Middle Tennessee State. I don't understand what's up with this line. Sideline says it should be Middle Tennessee State minus two. We had it back to Middle Tennessee State all season. We faded them all nine times. We are five and five and four doing that. We're three and two backing Murray State, four and one fading them. So we were plus on all of the ways that you can look at how we've handled these two teams. Um, the model has been a little biased towards Murray State and against Middle Tennessee State. So maybe two's a little bit too much. I, I do think that probably Middle Tennessee State minus two, probably a little bit too short of a number. It probably should be more like three or four, but seven is a gift here. And this is one I want to lock in early because I do think this is going to drop. And I could be wrong. It, it's not always number doesn't always go towards the model, but I do think this is more likely to drop towards five or six. And as we talked about, seven's kind of that key-ish pivot spot for the number where you want to be getting seven or more and you want to be laying seven or less. That's about the time where fouls kind of stop happening on average. So getting this at seven offers a pretty good amount of value versus six or five. I think Murray State can hang in there. I'm not really convinced Middle Tennessee, Middle Tennessee State is that much better than this Murray State team. I think both of them are very average. And so we're going to grab the seven points with Murray State. Solid analysis from you on that one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what, what what can I say? I, I agree with everything that you said. I have a hard enough time doing all my research on the picks that I make. So sometimes I just kind of let you roll with it, you know? <laughs> all righty. Here's another one I'm going to give you all. It's 7 p.m. Central. Bellarmine is lying two and a half at Evansville. Um, Southern says this one should be Bellarmine minus five. We are four and oh, fading Evansville, five and three backing them, five and two backing Bellarmine to one-on-one fading him. Again, it's a situation where the models had a pretty good read and done well with these two teams. Um, it's actually overestimated Evansville. So if that's the case, then uh, maybe this, instead of Bellarmine minus five, it should be more like minus six, minus seven. Uh, Bellarmine minus two and a half, it implies that they're only a little bit better uh, than Evansville. Uh, interestingly enough, this is about what the Ken Palm number is. And I think that's kind of what the sports books have done here. I think it's a great spot to take advantage of that before people – have moved the number because I assume they are going to move it off of this at some point because uh, again, Kim Palm numbers are great. They give us a good starting point, but on, on occasion they're just not meant for every single situation. This is one of those. Um, when you look at it, just about every other way you can look at it, the difference in this game is going to be Bellarmine's offense. is just so much better than Evansville. And that should be enough to get them a road victory and laying a short number like this uh, is, is almost too good to be true. Again, this number should be out closer towards five. I'd probably still lay five, but at least I have to think a lot more about it because uh, winning on the road, never the easiest thing to do. And so yeah. uh, a little bit higher is a little bit tougher, but at two and a half, I think it's a fantastic play. Yeah, I like this play as well because you look at Bellarmine's schedule and they're five and seven. So you say maybe they're not that great, but they've lost to Duke, uh, Clemson, Duke, Loyola, Marymount, UCLA, and Kentucky, and they went four and one against the spread in those games. So uh, mm-hmm. I think the the record may be a little bit deceiving here. I, I agree with you that only laying two and a half points is a pretty good bet. Do you have up there where that Loyola Marymount game was? I do not have that pulled up. Okay. I was going to ask if that, because if that one's on the road, then that obviously could explain a lot about that being such a travel spot, being a, a California school. Yeah. Um, 
and that's all it's always tough traveling across the country for yeah. 18 year old yeah. kids yeah um, last one in- i was gonna say we've got a teaser for another team that's playing back-to-back games on the west coast that we'll talk about later in this episode oh uh, there we yeah there we go <laughs> we do uh last one in this segment cousin jared 9 p.m central idaho is getting 12 points at Long Beach State, another one of the A-grade picks that you are all over here. Sideline says it should be Long Beach State minus nine. We've been pretty on the money with Long Beach State, pegging their final results to one-tenth of a point on average. Wow. It's always funny when something like that happens. Yeah. But we've underestimated Idaho by almost 11 points per game. Faded Idaho as an A-grade fade couple nights ago and i made the comment that they've just been shooting the ball at, ins- at an insane clip and i just don't expect that to continue and lo and behold they shot it a little bit worse than that but still really well i mean they've been at some point you just have to have to say maybe they're just a good shooting team and that yeah. this can continue at some point at, you, you, at some point you got they're gonna make a believer out of, out of you whether it's whether they already have or whether they're about to, yeah. uh, I am, I'm a little bit leery about they've played three good games in a row, they played four good games in a row, but they keep shooting the ball really well. And it gets a Long Beach State team um, that doesn't really do anything well. Uh, Idaho doesn't have a good defense, but if they keep shooting the ball that well, they should be able to score enough points to cover um, such a big number like this. Also of note, already gave out a total play on this one to the discord so if you're not with us over there on that discord again five bucks a month you can get a lot of good advantages there so check that out on the patreon otherwise cousin jared tell us why you are backing idaho plus 12 uh, this is similar to our, our a plus play of the day with st thomas in my opinion uh idaho is five and zero against the spread in the past five games they've been shooting at lights out i don't think the numbers caught up to how well they're playing and if you look at long beach state uh defense hasn't been great i mean they can score some points so you know they're still going to be okay but their defense has not been great their opponents their effective the effective field goal percentage of their opponents is almost 51 percent, which is nothing to write home about so i just think this is a spot where long beach state can give up some points idaho shooting the ball lights out the number hasn't caught up to how well idaho's been playing so i think that makes them a really good play yeah absolutely i i, I tend to agree there um the way that they came back against Northridge in that last game. Northridge isn't a great team by any stretch of the imagination, but the way they did that, just battling back, that same yeah. sort of play should be what gets them the cover in this game. Probably won't win. Long Beach State's a much better team than Northridge is, right? But that yeah. sort of thing is what we need in case they do fall down you know, 17 or 15 or something. That's what we need in order to get the yeah. cover. A lot like we got with Lamar here tonight. Uh, that was the yeah. plus, you know, plus odds, uh, one of the um, spread plays of the day for us over on the yeah. website, getting all those points, fell down like 15 or so, battled back, ended up losing by nine. And it's kind of the same thing. Not a great team, but uh, when a team shows you like that, that they can shoot the ball, score some points, hang around, that's all you need to cover a big number like this. Uh, yeah. Long Beach doesn't have any reason to win by 20. And, and with college basketball, how many how many times each night do we sit there and say, why did these teams who were laying double digits with, why do they just stop playing like the last four minutes of yeah. the game? And, and, you know, they end up blowing the cover with two minutes left because they just don't care. They're emptying out the bench. Um, so, again, getting double digit points in this spot, I think, is just too many. Yeah, lots of like I guess what you're saying too, maybe lots of ways to win, right? If I don't just yeah, accidentally yeah. hangs around in this game, we've probably won. They're not going to foul pass that much. Yep. We've also got the back doors. You got two good avenues here. Just got to avoid Idaho not falling down by 25 or something early yep. in the second half. And that's possible, right? There's no locks in gambling, but in general, we don't think that's the most likely scenario. Yep. Which will take us to the daily double double. Uh, this is that game you were teasing here earlier. UT Arlington. 
uh, I believe was featured in our inaugural double double two nights ago, um, mm. where we grabbed uh, I grabbed UT Arlington uh, with the points and grabbed the under, and both of those hit. And uh, lo and behold, we have a similar situation. They were playing San Francisco then and got the win yeah. as massive underdogs. Um, now they're you know playing a team just down the road, right, going from San Francisco to to Berkeley. Um, similar situation, similar read on everything. I think yeah. uh, I gave you both of those cousin Jared, you're going to give us both of these. So I'm going to let you have the floor. Yeah. So UT Arlington, I've been impressed with how well they've, they've been playing recently. They only lost to LSU by four, uh, a few games ago. Uh, they fought tooth and nail with North Texas in a game that we all knew was going to have 117 points in it. Uh, and then I was, I was very impressed with them beating San Francisco. I mean, we know UT Arlington has a very good defense, uh, but San Francisco has, has pretty good offense. I thought San Francisco would handle them pr- pretty easily and uh you know UT Arlington 15 point dogs in that game and won outright so kudos to them I think they're playing really well and what can you say about Cal and I mean that both in a figurative sense and a literal sense I don't know what to say about Cal I can say that they covered for us as an A grade play on Sunday I believe because they were getting like 10 and a half points and they lost by like 10 or something like that so they got us to the window there but it was it wasn't as favorites, it was yeah. as big underdogs. It's a whole different story when they've got a minus next to their name, not a plus next to their name. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that assessment. And I think Cal is just not a very good team. I think UT Arlington is, is playing well. And the other thing is, is the total in this game is 121. And I think that is way too high. I, I would say I want to be on the under in this one as well. So the fact that I can get four points with a team that I think is playing much better than Cal right now. Uh, and I think the game is going to be low scoring and where those points are even more valuable. Sign me up for, for taking the four points to under 121. Uh, I, I think this game is going to be another one. You may not want to watch, uh, but I think there's value uh, uh, on both sides here. You may not can. It might be on the Pac-12 network. Um, <laughs> I I've, I do have to come back to something you said. You don't think Cal's a very good team. And I have to point out there, 0-12. I don't really think you're breaking any news there by saying that statement. No, I, I, I'm, I'm not. And uh, I have been told this before that my sarcasm doesn't always come through. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Here. But yeah, that yeah. was said with a lot yeah. of sarcasm. Yeah. It, Cal, uh, this is one of their last chances to win a game. I mean, they... Mm-hmm. They could win a game in conference, but when you when you look at the way the schedule is going to break for them, like they could go winless in the Pac-12. They're already 0-12. They're running out of non-conference games, right? Like this yeah, is a big yeah. game for them to win. But now they have to win on this pick for backing. They got to win by more than four. Um, yeah. it, it should be a low-scoring game. UT Arlington can absolutely hang in there. They can absolutely win. I think there's a lot of ways to play this. Talk about the double-double. You call us the triple-double if you want to. I think you can look at UT Arlington at plus four. I think you can look at the money line. Yeah. Um, and again, the under, also a great investment here. Sideline says the total should be 119 rather than 121. So you're getting a little bit of value there. It says that Cal should be a two-point favorite. Um, model actually thinks that UT Arlington is a better team. And, it, I, you, you know, all records are not created equally. Uh, so it's not as simple as duh, the five and seventeen is better than the zero and twelve yeah. team, um, but you know because who they played and all that other stuff. But I mean, this Cal team is in really rough shape. They're not quite healthy yet. Uh, maybe later on in the season when they get healthy, they'll you know uh, play a little bit better. But they're they're looking pretty rough right now. And UT Arlington coming off a huge win against San Francisco, they're already out there. They're they're used to all that. They you know where they are time zone wise, all that other fun stuff. So they should be a good side to back here again. Like I always say, take one of them, take both of them, parlay them, don't parlay them. 
you got a lot of options for how yeah. you want to handle this uh, with regards yeah. to taking the Jones and the under. You, you mentioned, you know, looking at the records here. I, I personally, I think this was somebody saw a WAC team playing a pack a pack twelve team, and that's kind of more how the line was set. More, more, not necessarily the records, but just more the conference affiliation. Right, absolutely. All right, and that takes us to the total of the day, because uh, I. I I feel like we, someone brought this up in the Discord, so I feel like this is a good time to mention this. Somebody made the joke that you should be cousin totals because <laughs> of your love for totals, yeah. not realizing that my name of Professor Sides has nothing to do with Sides that you bet on. That is actually yeah. my last name. Yeah. And so I think this is a good time to tell the viewer this is actually my last name. But if we called you something else, we could call you Cousin Totals. I feel like that'd be a good thing. I, I'm not sure that I could be more honored by anything else. Uh, I think that <laughs> is what I would want to be called. Would you want to be called Cousin Totals or Cousin Unders? I feel like you, you could go either way on that one. I could go either way. I think I'd stick with Cousin Totals and then maybe after like 75% of my picks are Unders, maybe i make the change then. But yeah, okay. I, I would like a, like a wrestler, right? Just like just slowly evolve your name a little bit, you know? Or... Yeah, yeah. Whatever feels right at the time. <laughs> well, ironically enough, I'm going to give you the total of the day here. I've been all over the Mississippi Valley State unders of late. They have been really good to us. This team can't score. Mm. Their defense isn't terrible. Like they don't give up a ton of points for as bad of a team they are, but they are so bad offensively. I think I've highlighted them in the play of the day segment here now. Uh, the last two times they've played, I'm going to highlight it here. Total of 140 against Tulane. I just think it's way too many points. Model says 136. Projects a score of 82 to 54. And I feel like this is going to be very similar to that TCU game. They aren't going to be in it. It's going to be a runaway. And at the very, you know, the last however a little bit, neither team's going to care. And this game's just going to get rocked to sleep. I just think 140 implies a regular type game. And right. Mississippi Valley State isn't going to play in regular techniques. Their offense is so bad. Um, Tulane can obviously name their score if they want to, but TCU could name their score too last time you know, when yeah. they played on Sunday and didn't because at some point when you get up huge, you got to get the backups in. No point in anybody getting hurt. You slow everything down. That's the same sort of thing I think will happen here. So I love this under 140 in Mississippi Valley State Tulane. Interesting enough on this one, uh, models eight, no fading Tulane. Doesn't have a, a play on the side, but uh, we are – we faded Tulane 10 times, 8 and 2. Uh, backed Mississippi Valley State 11 times, gone 7 and 4. But again, model doesn't have a play on the side here. Thinks that the uh, line of 27 is actually fairly well priced. Um, I wouldn't want to touch a, a spread involving these two teams, though, in this situation. I completely agree with you on that one. Because, like you said, Tulane could absolutely name their total. Or, yeah, yeah, maybe sure. score. Yeah, maybe score. Yeah. Uh, thanks to the must see TV games of the day. Got three of them. Got a highlight for you here. First one, we're going to stick with a the total theme 5 p.m. Central St. John's at Villanova. Total on this one is 146. We're going to go over that number. Silence says it should be 150. With regards to total, we've underestimated Villanova's total by about four points per game, been spot on with St. John's. On average, uh, I, I just think that this is not high enough given at the frenetic pace that St. John's plays, yeah. how good they're as good as Villanova's defense 
has historically been their defense is just average this year. St. John's is going to have an edge offensively when they have the ball um, and the pace they play at. They're going to score a lot of points. Villanova, um, an extremely efficient offense, going to have the edge when they have the ball, when both offenses have the advantage like that. Villanova doesn't really play that fast, but the way that St. John's plays, I just think this is closer to 150 than 145. So going to go over on this one. I, I think that we were a little bit. Uh... The, the early season with Villanova, I think their offense is a little better than what they were early in the season and their defense might be a little worse than it was early in the season. So I, I agree with you. I think this is a good play here. You mentioned the the pace that St. John's plays at. I just, I just think that we were over, oversold a little bit on Villanova. I think their defense is maybe a slight notch down from what we thought. And I think yeah. their offense might be slightly better than what we originally thought. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, 6 p.m. Central, Michigan versus North Carolina, a game that has lost a little bit of its luster, given yeah, the way that these teams this have game performed. completely snuck up on me. I had no clue they were even playing. And if you would have told me that at the beginning of the season, I would have called you a liar. I was going to say, yeah, at the start of the season, I, this feels like a game that would have been circled on the calendars. Like, oh, this yep. is one of the biggest non-conference games of the season. But yeah, lost a little bit of its luster, but still probably one uh, that you want to keep an eye on. I mean, both these teams, obviously, obviously North Carolina will should make the tournament. It would take a weird stream of events not to yeah. Michigan. Michigan, not as much of a lock, given how crazy the Big Ten's going to be. But this is a huge game for Michigan with regards to the tournament to put their stamp on a big non-conference win if they can get this neutral site victory over a team like North Carolina, uh, you know, give them a little confidence going into conference play. So big, a big game for them as well. We're going to lay the five with North Carolina. Sideline has an A-grade play on this one, says it should be six, and likes laying the point just based off the, all the other things it's looked at. It's pegged these teams pretty well. Um, again, at five, uh, five and a half, six, I think it's a good spot to lay it with North Carolina. Um a great play on them, according to the model. Should be a fun one. Two good offenses, two mediocre defenses, and fast pace. So it should be fun. Uh, there's yep. a total of this of 154. So, I mean, expecting a lot of points. Yep. Uh, just think North Carolina can pull away, uh, especially with all the points. It's easier to cover a big number. And, of course, yep. we looked over fouls, like a number like five. If there are late game fouls, should get us yep. over this number and get us to the cover. Yeah, you 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 mentioned lots of points there. Uh, if you were interested in in Michigan in this game, uh, I'm I'm not sure that the money line might not be just mm-hmm. as good a play yeah. as take, taking the five points because of that. Yeah, I'm with you. If, if that's the side you were looking at, I'd just rather take the flyer on the plus odds and just say, yeah. let's see what happens and maybe they can pull it out because yeah. uh, it could it could be a last team with the ball scores wins the game that sort of thing could be, but. Uh, yeah. uh, a lot of ways that North Carolina wins ends up being a runaway or a foul yeah. ticket over this number. And so, yep. yeah, I think the, the, the probability of North Carolina win one through four is a little bit less than yep. uh, a game with a total of like 135 rather than it's yeah. one of 155, you know? Right. Which takes us to our last must-see TV game of the day. Another good non-conference game, Auburn at Washington, 8 p.m. Central. Auburn's a four-and-a-half-point favorite. Um, I, I just am less impressed with Auburn. Every time I see them, I, I, I feel like mid middle of last season, maybe they were the number one team in the country. And it just seems like ever since then, they've just gotten a little bit, a little bit of kink in the armor, a little bit of, you know, yeah. I don't know injuries. I don't know what it is. Just a little bit. I mean, it's not that they're a bad team. It's just, I feel like I had them in my mind here for a while and how good they were. And I just I feel like they're just not quite as good as the perception is on them. Washington, uh, not a bad team um, at home getting four and a half points. Model thinks it's too much. Sideline says it should be a three point spread. We've overestimated models, overestimated Auburn. 
uh, underestimated Washington. So Washington is the side it wants to back, grabbing the four and a half points in what should be a really good contest. Yeah, I, I, I've got a couple of things to say about this. Uh, number one, this was actually the game where I was talking about a team playing back-to-back West Coast games. Oh, uh, okay. And, okay. Not the last one. So uh, a bit of a, a travel spot here for Auburn, being away from home for a while. And, and to your point, Auburn is 4-7 and seven against the spread this season. When you look at who they have covered against, George Mason, Winthrop, Bradley, and Colgate, I feel like Washington is more similar to a lot of the teams they haven't covered against, maybe like Northwestern, mm-hmm. St. Louis, Memphis, USC, uh, teams like that. So uh, to me, this I com- it just completely backs up your point. I think Auburn is just getting too much respect based on how, how they played last year and not necessarily how they have played this year. I think you look at that schedule, man, Washington seems to be like a lot of other teams that have easily covered uh, against Auburn this season. Yeah, yeah. And uh, one thing to just remember on that, just to mention that last game is a neutral site game, but that game for North Carolina is in Charlotte. So it gives them a little bit more of a boost because it should be uh, a pretty pro Tar Heels crowd in a short travel spot. So I forgot to mention the location of that one. Uh, that is the 10 games that we're going to cover today. Cousin Jared, any parting words? It's it's finally feeling like college basketball season. I'm finally kind of getting in my rhythm. You know, I've kind of had to work out the kinks, work on my shot, you know, because I was into, you know, football throwing <laughs> mode. I had to work on my three-point yeah. shot. Uh, but, yeah, it, it's finally the, the season for college basketball, and I can't wait to kind of dig more into it now that college football is kind of wrapping up. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it's, I think it's it's exciting with the conference play coming up because we've kind of had a lot of these good conference teams playing yeah. their non-conference teams against weaker opponents from the stronger conferences or against, you know, lesser opponents. We've had some good games, obviously, but it's been a lot more of the like top teams from one conference play the mediocre teams from the other conference. And now it's like, when you get those top teams playing those interconference teams, I feel like almost every night that we've got Big Ten action, Big East action, Big yeah. 12 action. All yeah. three of those are going to be just there's going to be a, a game or two that is just can't miss. And that's that's yeah. what I'm looking forward to. Some of the the craziness really between those three conferences, because those three, I feel like anything can happen with regards to um, yeah. the, the tops of those are, are just going to be so strong. Yeah. Or, or uh, another conference, what's going to happen? The A-10. Yeah. <laughs> chaos yeah chaos with that one it's crazy how they have just morphed into this like who the heck knows like we talked talked about the jig right the the top not doing well the the middle kind of doing well but they haven't really played anybody and so yeah Yeah. there's there's definitely some future there well and and kind of the same thing with um uh, the acc right some of those teams kind of just being very mediocre uh almost a little bit taken after the football uh, where you've just got a lot of mediocre teams playing there, a lot of a lot of schools with good good pedigrees, just maybe not quite, you know, yeah. North Carolina down, right? You know, yeah, et cetera. Right? We can we can just bring this full circle. I wouldn't know anything about mediocre basketball teams following mediocre football teams. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, that, that brought us full circle. It's a perfect spot to end at. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks for tuning into this episode of Fix with the Professor. Don't forget to subscribe so you can enjoy all the sports betting content we provide on this channel. It's dropped right into your feed. We we'll back again tomorrow with more content college basketball betting content. Again, check out the bowl content that we've got up for you if you haven't seen it yet. Until we see you again, as always, best of luck. And remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet you're eating money.